Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. Joining us on this show is Roger9000. And if you have not listened to any of his music or watched any of his YouTube videos, I recommend you certainly do. We had the pleasure of meeting Roger at the Bitcoin Adventure Weekend, which was held at the uh, Wildlife Adventure Park, the Avon Valley Wildlife Adventure Park, just outside of Bristol. And he put on a show, and my goodness, what a show it was. This guy's going to fill stadiums one day, mark my words. And he's also working on a, a, a very good film documentary all about Bitcoin as well. So I hope you enjoy this one, getting to know Roger a little better. Uh, please make sure, guys, that you um, are following the show sponsors in any way that you can. If you heard my last episode, that was with Max Hillebrand from Wasabi, who has pulled me into the depths of the world of coin joining. I am using Wasabi, I'm really enjoying it, it's been far easier than I thought and it's kind of a good feeling to, to start coin joining and um, mixing together a few UTXOs. So big shout out to Wasabi, go check it out if you're interested in doing that. Listen to the episode beforehand, wasabiwallet.io is where you can find out more information. Make sure you're stacking, you need those coins to mix. So you can stack with swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten, relay.ch forward slash bitten, and coincorner.com as well. Links in the show notes, of course, for all of these guys. And if you are stacking, make sure you stack safely. Use Shift Crypto as a hardware wallet or a signing device. They have the Bitbox 02 Bitcoin only edition. Get yourselves along to a conference. We've got a few coming up. They're on the doorstep now. Amsterdam is going to be a great conference. Liberty in our lifetime, 23rd to 23rd of October, put on by the Free Cities Foundation. That's going to be an awesome one as well. And get across to Pacific Bitcoin if you want to join the Swan team and friends over on the west coast of the USA. Get a book, Consensus Network, got you covered. Many different languages. Buy some for your friends. And get yourself some cool hoodies and t-shirts to wear. Brought to you by Mr. Crown and Max at the Bit by Bit podcast. And like I said at the beginning of this show, if you want to support Roger in what he's doing, you can find his project on Geyser. That's G-E-Y-S-E-R. There are a bunch of other pleb projects on there as well. Plebs together strong. We need to support each other because... The money's not going to come from anywhere else. I've been speaking to a lot of Bitcoin-only venture capital funds, and it's tight out there. There's a lot of projects that are being built behind the scenes that need your support. If you do find something that you resonate with, you can support not only with your sats, but with your time. This is a time to build. So when we hit this next huge bull market, all of these products and services are in place. 
Enjoy this rep, guys. Here's Roger. Right, Roger, we're recording, brother. It's great to see you. Hi, guys. It's great to see you. It's been ages. It feels like it's been ages, but like, like, when do we see each other? It was like at um, at Bedford. Bedford. First game Bedford. of the season. Awesome, awesome. How well, you guys doing? Yeah. The, the first time we met, of course, was the big shout out to the Avon Valley Adventure Park, which now accepts Bitcoin, and we were there for that uh, that weekend, which was great family fun weekend. We're talking Bitcoin, and and that's where we got a taste of your music, Rog, and we've never looked back. Oh, guys, that was that was just a moment of and just absolute honor, enlightenment. Absolutely, I couldn't. I, I just I I couldn't have envisaged. I knew I was playing for Bitcoiners, and that was that was what was you know on in, in the back of my mind, just thinking, man, I'm just on top of the world here. This is just blowing me away. So the <laughs> and the reality was that you guys were just you just incredible. There was a lot of hugs. There were a lot of hugs after your show yeah. there, man. <laughs> and a lot of pictures. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. I just I just, just can't wait to keep doing it again and, you know, again and again. That's um that's the love of the love of the love that the community is, the love that Bitcoin is. It's just um it's just endless, man. And also carry on the life of memes. Carry on the life of memes big big part of bitcoin memes are truth man that that's you know that that's that's why they resonate because they're truth and that's i think that's why we all um re you know whatever background whatever age whatever you know whatever we're thinking we're just thinking about truth when we see memes and that's why they resonate 100 percent. yeah yeah all right guys what questions do you have for roger Cool. Mm -hmm. What got you into music? What got me into music? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, well, um, how far back do we want to take this? I remember, I remember being um, this, this. Um, I remember really being into singing from a really early age, but. I was so scared. I was so scared. So I'd only sing, you know, when, when we, we'd, we'd, we'd all sing as a class. And um, I, we used to sing this song called Purple People, the, the Purple People Eater. Do you guys know that song? No. He's a one-eyed, one-eyed, flying purple people eater. Anyway, crazy, crazy song. And I just found myself being one of the only people who wanted to keep so I like the class would stop singing and I'd just be one I'd one and I'd be sort of looking around thinking <laughs> why isn't anyone else singing this song man this is just a great song and so that was the first and that's in retrospect like it took me a long time before I realized oh wow music's actually really something you know I mean we have that thing that gets beaten out of us at school and that's that creative thing isn't it it just it I hope and I, I don't think it's I think you guys are cool you know like I, I don't think you guys have anything to worry about there but um yeah like 
it, 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 if you have bad experiences, which I did until I got a bit older at school, um, I, I, I almost forgot about being creative or being musical or, you know, I don't know if you guys learn instruments and stuff, but like, I didn't, I didn't learn instruments at all as a kid and it was uncool as well, which was not cool. Right. Like, I mean, like the social thing really got me at school and I just, so I forgot about music for ages, but, but, but what got me into music again was, I guess, resonating with musicians um, and then feeling their honesty. So it all comes down to truth, really. Because if you're, if you're vibing, you know, if you're listening to music and you're like, yeah, I love, I love what this, what, what's happening here. I love what these guys are trying to tell me or, you know, what this person is trying to say. And, and then you want to be like that person. And that, 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 you know, I think it's, it's what we all do. We just, we have teachers or we have people in our lives and we just want to, you know, we want to somehow speak to them. We want to somehow resonate with them. And so that's why, um, that's what got me back into music. Yeah. Long, long answer. Sorry, Lauren. <laughs> no, it's fine. That was, that was a, a long but good story. Long but crazy. Maybe you should start learning an instrument, huh? Oh, man. Instruments. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I never, I'm like Roger. I never learned. It was beaten out of me. Yeah. My, my, my mom forced me to go to piano lessons, but that was scratching her own itch, wasn't mine. And it was like, just what's the point of me being here? And with my brother. So yeah, he would have half an hour lesson and I would just listen to his freaking doom, 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 whilst I'm sitting there reading a comic <laughs> and some 75 year old lady is trying to teach him like C minor and neither of us want to be there. Like yeah, in her yeah. front room that just smelt of old people. And like, yeah, like the <laughs> worst, the worst setting ever to learn anything, let alone like oh, uh, a, a piano. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. come on in, Samuel. Throw down your question. Well, I had two, but then it was sort of the same as Lauren. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah. I'm just going to go with one. Um, okay. So why did you decide to make homemade chocolates to make homemade chocolates yeah great question man which are delicious by the way just to clue the listeners in roger sent us over some of his homemade chocolates bitcoin chocolates which i did tweet and they looked amazing they tasted uh truly amazing too so yeah Yummy. that's that's just the backstory there so yeah why why did yeah. you decide to make homemade chocolates right so I've, I've, um, I've been on a bit of a health sort of journey for a while now. And, um, the realization of what, um, what, what, what you call it cacao, cacao, um, the realization of just what chocolate is, was awe inspiring for me. And I've, 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 I've kind of always liked chocolate, but, but because I've had this health journey, um, 
it, it really like I, I avoided chocolate completely because of the sugar, right? And so realizing that actually, because I, 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 I can I can find the sweeteners that, that are healthy and I can find, well, that we know that the chocolate's healthy. Um, damn, I can, I can, I can make, cho- I, I, I can have dessert now whenever I want. I mean, like that's a brilliant win-win. So for me, making chocolate was just like, and then on top of that, I'm, I'm, I love story. I love mythology and chocolate has this amazing mythology to it. It has this incredible history and, you know, all these stories about the Aztecs and the Mayans and, you know, like thousands of years old, chocolate is like one of the oldest things around and the process of making chocolate, how it came to Europe. I mean, it's a, it's an evolution of epic proportion, you know? So, so yeah, so chocolate is one of the coolest things. It, It really is. But, you know, like, I've got some other ideas for some other, um, for some other food as well. But but chocolate is, hey, you can't, you just can't really beat chocolate. It's a superfood, amazing. Great question, Sam. Thanks, man. I've got another question. Yeah, yeah, go for it. What were those foods that you're thinking about to like make Bitcoin? Like have like the Bitcoin stuff. Are you looking for a spoiler? Yeah, <laughs> I've got. Okay, like, Lauren I'm... doesn't want to spoil us. So this. Oh, okay. This is the life of a parent with twins, right? And I think you're a twin as well, Rog. Which I I'm... am a twin. I and yeah. you guys are twins. This is just yeah. epic. This is just so epic. I have to get my brother on here, and then we can do like a a twin podcast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be very cool. That'd be very cool. Very very cool. All right. So Lauren, if you don't want any spoilers, are you going to say goodbye? Yeah. Okay. Bye, Lauren. It's great to chat to you in in uh, Bedford. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, well, uh, Rog, if you're going to be in Silverstone, yes, at, I will. At, you'll be at Silverstone. Yes. We'll see you there, brother. Awesome. Bring awesome. some chocolates. I'll the, bring some the plebs, chocolates. The plebs will buy some chocolates. We'll use lightning, and we can uh, buy some chocolates from you. Bring a whole box of chocolate. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, guys. It's coming your way. Yeah. Bye, Lauren. So uh, what are you after? You're after a spoiler, Samuel? Yeah. You're, you're hanging around. Do, do you have any spoilers for him, Rog? Okay. Well, when I fast, I, I'm, I'm really into fasting at the moment. And um, when I fast, I, um, I, I, I have a drink that I call a Yoda juice, which is, of course, I, I, I don't know how big you guys are into Star Wars, but Star Wars is kind of yeah yes where it's at for me yeah so um so yeah so and i'm really into spirulina so technically spirulina kind of kicks you out of a fast a little bit but because i just i i i i really i'm really into the benefits of spirulina as well i'm gonna have to ask a dumb question what is spirulina oh so spirulina is basically algae it's um right yeah, yeah, it's just the they call it blue green algae, and it's like you can get it as a powder. You can actually get it as algae form as well. But um, like astronauts take the stuff like 
with them to space because it's literally like powdered protein. It's epic proportion stuff. Like it's, it's on the level of cacao basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, 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 I'm really into turmeric, apple cider vinegar, and I mix a bit of cayenne pepper, loads of salt, Himalayan salt and, um, and, and some ground ginger and this stuff called um, creme of tartar, which is, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's basically potassium, right? Like it's, it's the powder of dried red wine. It just it goes white. Hmm. Yeah. And you mix. And, and so I, I mix all that up. And um, I, I wish I had a photo of it, but it, basically it's got this green cake on top and it's all yellow underneath. So, and I just, it, and, and I, I, it's just, it's a Yoda juice, you know? <laughs> so, so we're going to call it Yoda juice. Um, right. And um, yeah, I, I, yeah, they, um, I don't know, man, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of opening a cafe you know, to have some of these, you know, chocolate, Yoda juices, but I'm going to call it the, I'm going to call it the fasting cafe mm-hmm. because it's going to be about fasting because I'm so into fasting now. Like I, I feel like it's the human, um, it, it's the human elixir. Like it's, it's the, the fountain of youth, literally, hmm. because the properties of fasting are just, above and beyond what any food what any you know medicine can do for you fasting is literally life-giving which is yeah we got some rabbit holes to go down rog (laughs) sam are you you sticking around or are you saying goodbye now well i've actually got another question (laughs) i I think i might have another two all right so yeah yeah. in your cafe will you also be a dj Oh man. So what I'm thinking of doing, I'm going to set up a, a meetup um, for musicians because there just aren't that many around uh, and there's zero around for Bitcoin and musicians. Right. So I'm thinking of calling it um, something like bands for Bitcoin or Bitcoin for bands, something like that. And it's basically just going to be about orange pilling musicians, right? Like we, we like, and I feel so out of touch because I've, I've sort of exited this music industry that I was a part of, but not really a part of, but I was trying to fit in, you know, and um, I feel like musicians are desperately searching for something, you know, as I think a lot of the world is really. And um it just it 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 makes sense that we need to create some kind of circular economy for music and Bitcoin, you know. And I think the best way to do that, I I think, is to just get a pile of musicians together, play for each other and pay each other in Bitcoin. And bit by bit, you know, um the hopefully the audience will develop i mean initially it's just going to be musicians paying each other in bitcoin but eventually you know to have 
this kind of space in a cafe um, where musicians are turning up, they're doing their thing, they're getting paid in Bitcoin and, you know, maybe they're eating some chocolate as well. I don't know. It's, You're in uh, London, right, Rog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So if any plebs are listening that already have an existing cafe and want to help you or give you a little space or anything, they should reach out just straight in your DMs? Absolutely. Absolutely. And any fellow musicians hiding out there that, uh, you know, feel the same way that you do and can get together, have little jam sessions, uh, you know, create something very, very cool because people love live music. And if they Dude. come to the cafe just to watch you guys jamming and then you can talk Dude. about Bitcoin and everyone's accepting Bitcoin there, tipping in Bitcoin, um, you know, this, yeah, it's a great idea, mate. I think, I think it's the way forward, man. It just, it has to be community. It has to be ground up and yeah. That's, right. I think that's where I'm going to head. Yeah. Now that's going to be here. That's it. That's all your questions. <laughs> yeah. All right, Samuel. Well, thank you, mate. Thank, <laughs> thank you. You, Sammy. You, you came unprepared, but you loved it. Right? Yeah, I did. All right. Well, uh, we'll see Roger again soon. Uh, yeah, will so you be soon. in Amsterdam or not? Or will we see you at Silverstone? Uh, definitely Silverstone. I'm th- I'm I there's a chance of Amsterdam, but it's it's quite close to what's it quite close to? It's up on the 14th, isn't it? Yeah. So like, maybe uh, I can do maybe I can do it. It's Amsterdam. like uh, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. The 14th, the final day is the music festival. Uh, wow. and the 12th, 13th, the like the, the main conference days. Okay. I'm gonna hit up Joe again to see if there's any um movement on on um the music thing there so yeah that'd be cool mate yeah yeah imagine getting a little gig there um i can uh, i can help you out as well i'll put you in touch with uh with one of the guys and and maybe that um get you doing a set i mean we need you filling stadiums brother oh man i I, i'm there dude i'm there (laughs) i was going to say um that you should be also the dj for the um the music festival day yeah, or at least get yeah, a thirty-minute no, set up there or something, and yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what I'll I'll, I'll connect you. I'll connect you, and uh, Joe Brilliant. can as well. And yeah. we'll, um, we'll we'll keep pushing it. All right, mate. Okay. Say goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Awesome, saying. Keep it up, man. Yeah, Love it. Thank you. Cheers, dude. All right, Rog. Let's um, uh, let's try and set this up. What's the yeah. arc? Hang on a second. Samuel's pointing and miming something at me. No? All right. See you, mate. Uh, born and raised. Let's go back there because okay. I think this is uh, an interesting way. You, you and yeah. I have had many deep discussions, but I want everybody to try and um, get inside your mind and figure out where you've come from, how you've got there and, and where you're going with it. Yeah. But so, yeah. yeah, born and raised and, uh, you know, the early days of Rog. Okay. Um, so born and raised in, um, Sydney, Australia, um, born in Hornsby, but then we moved pretty quickly to, um, the central coast. So I kind of grew up, you know, if, if you can imagine home and away, um, (laughs) you know, that's, that's, that's my upbringing is the beach, um, um, you know, surfing, weed, um, football, well, what we call rugby, um, you know, very Australian. And, and, and it was, it was good because, you know, like 
sun and sunshine is it's a fun thing it 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 can be a fun thing for a really long time um but but the crazy little thing was that um my mum's hungarian and my dad's iraqi mm-hmm. and um as much as as much as they embraced australia which was amazing really because um not you know like we i definitely had friends who came like uh, most of australians come from somewhere else of course anyway. so uh, but but my my parents were really like yeah you know we don't want it like they both spoke hungarian at home and then when we got to about the age of five they just stopped they were like we need to just speak english and they wanted to improve their english they wanted us they they believed they thought we were going to have accents if we learned another language anyway so so it all just became about embracing australian ideas and australian custom and all that kind of stuff which you know pros and cons man I, i'm i'm cool with it now but yeah to have you know learned a little bit more of what my roots really were um would have been cool but how does a hungarian woman and an iraqi man or the other way around meet each other in the yeah, first yeah. place so my dad like born and raised um in a little town called diwania um born bred as as a you know a, a, an islamic like his father was really into islam almost like a mullah kind of thing um really into medicine as well and they were really into building as well but um but very much a religious you know as most of shia islam is you know they're really devoted you know he had like 13 brothers and sisters like insane nine brothers and like yeah three sisters so just insane his background is insane and you know for him to reject all of that which is what he did you know he was like i'm not down with religion man like i i just don't and and that is so inspiring like it's always been such an inspiration for me and my brother you know that my dad was like yeah man like i'm 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 i love my music I want to play the violin he was like on tv in iraq at the age of like 14 or something playing his violin i think he's singing actually he was actually singing um and so my grandmother was like look just keep it down you you, you know your father hates this stuff and so he practiced in the bathroom and stuff um just like avoiding any contact with his father so as soon as he got the chance to leave Iraq, he was literally out of there. Um, and he basically sort of, he got this scholarship from the Iraqi conservatory or something to go and study in Budapest. And so that's where he met my mom and, you know, life began for him. Finally, you know, he was, he was free. And that was a massive. They yeah. ended up fleeing for want of a better word to start a new life in australia and like exactly that's that's crazy 
Yeah, All right. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, you, you answering one of your questions to, to the twins there, you were talking about um, your school life and how that mm. affected uh, your thinking and how it was uh, beating creativity out of you, um, which I think some, <laughs> probably all of the listeners have experienced that if they just truly, you know, reflect on those years uh, in those institutions. Um, I've talked about this at length with uh, with many different guests. Um, so if we fast forward through that, was there anything specific there that uh, throughout those years that you still look back on today that you kind of think, hmm, there was a oh. touch point there for finding Bitcoin? Oh, um, um, I mean, Bitcoin... Um concept of i mean there was a sense of um you know freedom like australia they're they're into <laughs> it sounds ironic now used but, to be <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it 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 really it i grew up feeling you know here i am this kind of mixed race wog i mean i was we were called wogs and mm. we we were kind of cool with that, you know. There were Chinese, there were Polish, there were all kinds of people. Do you know school. the original uh, acronym that came from? Western Oriental gentleman is that? Yeah, Westernized Oriental gentleman, which is I mean, a beautiful thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah. now, like that that word "wog" totally. became so derogatory. It's like totally, it, totally. To, totally. to the point where some people I, are probably listening to this, like, guys, stop saying the fucking word. <laughs> You can't say that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I say it. I say it to a lot of my friends, and they're like, "Geez, man, like, just keep it down." You know, like, what, why do you say it so easily? And I'm like, yeah, "I, I said it so easily in Australia, and we were called it so easily in Australia, and it just didn't, it didn't have any weight." But then maybe that's because Australians, they don't, they don't. There's a, there's a lot of things about Australia that they, I keep coming down to this concept of law, L-O-R-E, and it's, it's about story and it's about culture and it's about tradition. And we just don't have that in Australia. So you can basically say a lot of this stuff and it just, it just doesn't have what, it just doesn't have meaning, which I think is what a lot of Australians are actually really desperate for um but but yeah um it's a it's it's a funny thing that yeah i mean i mean actually i think bitcoin should be something really high on australian radar but again man like loads of loads of noise that's just going to be so difficult for them to you know um as with much of the world it's just it's so difficult to come across um the concepts and um yeah i i'd certainly i if i had stayed in australia i think i mean who knows but it's it's highly unlikely that people come across these things unless it's just luck you know um because it certainly won't get taught to you in any way. 
<laughs> How did you find it? What 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 was the that first yeah. look into the rabbit hole for you? Yeah, well, well, it did come from music because um, I don't know if you know the artist Imogen Heap. No, she she um, she basically developed this kind of concept um, release on um, Ethereum with um, smart contracts and stuff, and she wanted to build, you know these platforms for her audience to come in and choose what they wanted. And, and she was using Ethereum for all that. And um, then I learned a bit about what she was doing and, and, you know, she was really into it 2015, really into it. And I thought, man, this is really going to take off. You know, this is technology. This is enabling artists. It's really, it's, it's really identifying her. It's, it's enabling her audience to really interact. And, and it, it flopped, man. It totally flopped. And she, she like, she created this thing called mycelium, which is funnily enough, um, a thing now, but at the time, like she was pretty new in thinking about something like that. And um, she wanted to do, she wanted to do artistic passports as well, which really interesting as well. Um, but I think she's abandoned all of it. And, and it's such a shame. It's such a shame. But anyway, I don't know where she's at at the moment, but I then took the concept of the blockchain. I started watching videos and of course, chanced upon andreas and bang man it all just fell into place with andreas everything just fell into place i was already you know a conspiracy tolerant person you know so whether it was 9-11 or um jfk or diana or whatever it was i was always like there's something to that man like <laughs> and then government like my dad always been anti-government always been libertarian always been man just wear your wear your true colors man and be proud of it you know so for me like andreas just spoke in volumes absolute volumes and um and i was orange pill immediately with with um i i literally like he would you know his whole story of you know i didn't eat for seven days or, or two weeks or whatever it was you know and i like i resonate i i absolutely did that i i and i'm still doing it i'm still doing it like oh <laughs> we all are right like i mean as bitcoin as we embrace what it is to be a big a, a bitcoiner with everything every day it's just it doesn't even let up for a sec like yeah sure we we move out and we we resonate and we populate the world however we can and we we inform others but it just it, it it's this it's this life force within us now that just is it's it is it's the the force like like, like star wars just comes up again and again and <laughs> yeah, i love it brother <laughs> and 
it pushes you to start going down other rabbit holes. I mean, I think you might have already been down the nutritional rabbit holes before that, but um, let, let's start talking about that because you know, yeah. we spoke at length about yeah. sugar. Another thing that yeah. I yeah. kind of fell down that rabbit hole back in 2014. Yeah. And um, like, what? It, you know, <laughs> just that's how we got on talking about your chocolate and you know so sugar let's go there and you've done some youtube videos and stuff uh, on your youtube channel there's that medical history one as well which is a really interesting so we'll talk about sugar and then we'll talk about how that uh kind of fiat medicine and and things like this but when did you start learning about sugar and the adverse effects and were you pushed for Mm. if i remember there was some kind of health problem that that kind of um prompted all of this yeah 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 I mean, I've had, I've had a few major, um, I don't know, I would say um, revelations when it comes to health. And the first, the first one was, you know, I was, um, I was studying music and just had this terrible indigestion for on an ongoing amount of time. Went to the doctor and of course um, he was just like, look, man, you need to start taking this pill and, you know, um, well, firstly, he said, you need to go and get a, uh, an exam for, um, they call it an endoscopy. So they'd stuff this tube down your throat. And what age are you? So this is 25. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you're just suffering with like really shit indigestion and fatigue or this kind of stuff. It, it got to that place where I just could, I couldn't sleep. I was just, I thought I had cancer, you know, all those things run through your head. And, um, went to uh, yeah, have this endoscopy and they said, look, man, you know, you, you basically got an enlarged stomach. You've got this thing called a hiatus hernia, which is where the stomach pushes up and um, your esophagus basically gets exposed to stomach acid constantly and um you just need to take this pill dude that's all you can do we don't know what causes it again this becomes a running theme through all my health problems uh, we don't know what causes it um but we have this pill and it it, it it alleviates the symptoms um we don't really know what the long-term effects are of this uh, drug but you know um you can take it every day for the rest of your life and you'll be good, man. <laughs> and of course, all I want to do is get on with my fucking life. Right. Like, I mean, that's what every desperate person does when they go to the doctor and they're like, well, what are my alternatives here? Suffer with this incredible pain or take this pill and, and the pain's gone. Well, of course, you know, do you remember the name of the pill? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the first one I took, because I took a series of them, um, was um, Omepratzel, which is a proton pump inhibitor. They're all proton pump inhibitors. And they effectively um, suppress the ability of your acid to, to digest food. So, And that has effects throughout your whole digestive system mm. because basically the food doesn't get digested properly. It goes through your small intestine 
has you know all these ramifications there goes through your large intestine fucks up everything there so you're doing this for what well i didn't even research it at the time you're supposed to take this pill at most for three months i took it for 13 freaking years man holy shit <laughs> 13 years and most people take it all their life right yeah and it slowly just erodes your intestines away i mean i was really lucky because a lot of people get this problem at, at you know, the doctor said to me, it's kind of weird that you've got this problem, man, at such an early age. Most people get it sort of, you know, well after 60 kind of thing. But um, I think I was just, I'd, I'd, I'd been throwing up as a kid quite a lot. So I had a sensitive, I was, pro, I was prone to these problems um, early on. And my stomach was just, it, it just wasn't having it. So something I was feeding myself something that my stomach just didn't like. And um, anyway, it took me a little bit of time to work out that that, that, that one thing was freaking gluten, man. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. it was, it was sugar, but it was definitely the gluten that was literally blowing up my stomach. So I stopped the gluten and bang. My stomach just got better. It, I, I mean, I still have hiatus hernia, but I don't have the indigestion. And was I going to get that information from a doctor? No chance. Um, and I was really lucky to work it out for myself. I mean, it was after I had, I was, I was getting, man, I, I listed something like 15 symptoms from this drug. Like I really? Was, oh my god, dude! I was like, like all kinds of toiletry issues. Like my libido disappeared. Um, I just, I'd sweat in the morning, and I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> just sweating from every orifice. It was really weird, dude. Um, anxiety was going through the roof. You know, just like all these issues. Like, like I was in my energy. Um, and of course the doctor's just like, well, sorry, dude, like just deal with it, man. Like, <laughs> would you rather, you know, die of cancer of your stomach? Because if you, if you just keep letting this acid burn through your esophagus, you know, you're pretty much fucked if you go down that route as well. So I was like, Shit, well, what am I going to do? Um, thank god i i went to a nutritionist and she said look just just try getting rid of gluten see what happens and it was about not even two weeks and bang yeah and that's that that was really the rabbit hole entry <laughs> into nutrition so with the gluten then do, do, do you think there's something in this kind of thinking around it's the modern day strain that's been you know if you can find ancient grains and make bread from that then it would be much better or it's a mix of these new strains these genetically modified strains of wheat and the fertilizers and shit that's put on them all of yeah. that melded together is what's making people sick yeah man i i i i 
I think the way we produce food today is just, it's diabolical, man. It, it has nothing to do with nature. And, and, and again, it comes back to this fiat concept, doesn't it? It's just mm -hmm. this, this, you know, farmers are being completely captured in the way they, they produce food. You know, it's just, it's all about, you know, high time preference, um, you know, get the food out. And, 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 and I guess it initially developed um, to feed the masses, right? So it was like, well, how can we best feed everyone as quickly as possible? But those procedures and those, you know, whether it's pesticide or fertilizer or whatever it is to try to make the process quicker, to make the distribution um, more effective, um, all those processes have just resulted in, in poison. <laughs> I mean, and, and people consume it because it, it still tastes like something edible. Um, but whether it's, I mean, you, you just look at the, at a, at a packet of bread and the number of ingredients that go into a, a packet of bread. And you just think to yourself, isn't this supposed to just be like wheat and water? And <laughs> what, what amazes me is that it's you, people, people buy it and they put it in their store cupboard and it's like, yeah, that's good for weeks. They're like, what? How? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, if we buy bread here, we buy it from our local bakery. Uh, this morning on, on the way home uh, yeah. from dropping my daughter off, yeah. I go to the bakery. We buy, it's literally just been baked. And if yeah. we have not eaten that by mid-afternoon, it's stale as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, because man. it's literally just... Yeah. the two or three ingredients you should be using to make bread yeah, yeah this yeah. shelf bought stuff like oh, it's man. amazing that people are still fucking buying it and the yeah. burger buns and the hot dog rolls and all of this shit yeah it's just so bad i i i mean actually my dad twigged me to that pretty early on too by sort of saying man western bread there's something wrong with it dude it's 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 not food. It's plastic. It's mm -hmm. like a, some kind of, well, exactly. It's just a, it's just a chemical substitute for something. And, and kids yeah. are toasting that in the morning and then putting on Nutella, Nutella or some oh, other yeah. dog shit freaking <laughs> jam that's like gone through some factorized oh, process and they've used the cheapest refined, the most refined sugars that they can to get in these things or the most cheapest yeah refined seed oils they can find just to pack it's just mate it's so it's like it makes me so angry it, it does, really man. does it does um, it does and then so, and the, yeah just the effect it it i mean i mean what sugar literally does now this, this whole reactive um uh reactive oxygen species thing like it it, it literally creates carbon uh, um, uh, oxidated oxidation stress right which is literally destroying cells and and sh sugar is directly related to that and yet there's never ever a concept that sugar is a bad thing we still have low fat shit we still have 
this concept that you know diet is about you know somehow removing fat and removing it's still such a strong narrative and to me that just speaks to how corrupt the information systems still still are there's just that message is so profound still yeah. and and getting back to you know how deep this goes in in the food industry this stuff was going on back in you know when 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 all of these um massive companies were being born whether it's you know um carnegie or um rockefeller these these guys had it down and they knew how to basically install a message that would run through education and then run through our information and then run through into our health and into our into our diet and it's just all it's just built upon so many layers now that it just it's impenetrable almost scary man and it goes to show as well that the let the how little they give a fuck about people that's it when they are constantly selling you this shit and especially if you were if you had the misfortune Mm. to watch any kind of television and you see what their the 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 advertisements that they're showing between kids programs on television oh my god this is child abuse yeah there's no other word for it you are literally it's like you may as well be pushing crack cocaine yeah it's the same shit in fact it's worse because it's more insidious it is it is because it's under the guise of this is good for you under the guise of hey have some fun you know you know have a pizza have a donut have a you know an ice cream like it's like 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 we're all together now come on let's have some chocolate let's have some and it's and 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 even and and what's really crazy is that when i go to a friend's place and they offer me that shit i feel bad because Mm -hmm. right so it's like that deep that it actually it it penetrates your logic even because you just feel like well i've got to be part of things to be Mm -hmm. to fit in now it's the worst when like you go to the uh, the birthday party and everybody's cutting up the cake and it comes to me and I'm like, oh no, thank oh, you. Damn it, man. And they're like, what, what do I, you like what, what do you mean? What? It's the birthday, it's the birthday cake, it's the cake, it's the birth. We just sung and we blown out the candles. Like and every it's like, yeah, I just don't want any. Like, you know, thank you. Oh, but I, I'm no. I, I try to steer away from sugar. Oh, it's all homemade. It's like, okay, how much sugar did you put in it? Yeah. <laughs> get it man it takes so much to to understand where it all comes from it's just but so many people buckle at that moment like you say because it is this societal conditioning of no you've got to be part of the gang and you know how dare you um how dare you make me look weak in front of this cake because that's what you're doing you hold a mirror up to them yeah and it's it's um yeah 
an old yeah it's just one piece mate come on yeah let go mate take it easy it's just Um, one drag on this cigarette when you're 14 it's just one hit of cocaine like just one line you know it's like you'll be fine you'll be fine just try it it's like no like you know i and if you're in if you're in a situation where people you know we've got people um that we know that that don't drink it's like you know i'm not gonna stand there and hold a beer in front of you go on it's just why don't you just have a sip like like, it's weird mate but it's um this obviously then was a very large moment in your life and you you got deep into nutrition and looking at gut health and things like that so can you share with us what you learned when you was looking at uh the 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 lining of um your intestines and your stomach and and how that gets affected and how you can repair it and this is probably going to take us down the fasting rabbit hole that you're currently in yeah 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 um i mean i mean gluten is essentially um a kind of i don't know disguised version of sugar i mean that's that's essentially what it is it has exactly the same you know properties it it it's inflammation it 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 doesn't get absorbed because the body doesn't know what it is um and so it enters the body and it's kind of this foreign substance that the body kind of just chucks to one side um and basically goes well we'll deal with that later and this is this is the whole process of, um, you know, again, um, we're, with this fiat mindset, we're, we're, we're told that, you know, eating regularly is a really positive thing as well. Oh, three square meals a day, Rog. We've been gaslit yeah. into that one. Oh, man. And you know what? The first, I mean, it's it, it, the first nutritionist I went to said, no, because you've got a problem with your stomach, you have to have s- smaller meals. Mm-hmm. even more regularly so <laughs> little and often <laughs> have six meals a day and the fact that what this does to your insulin is just insane mm-hmm. because you're banging up this insulin level constantly which is literally informing your cells it, it your, your cells just shut down because they're supposed to absorb the nutrients and this insulin gets secreted and just is banging at the cells the cells just go dude you this is big this is it becomes poison the insulin becomes poison so you get this insulin resistance and because the the cells have shut down they can't tell the pancreas to stop producing the insulin so you're not you're not absorbing the, the the food you're literally um, producing this insulin for no reason and you're building up this these fat reserves and you're just wondering I and mean, no wonder people start looking like balloons because yep. they're and on top fat, of that all fat, this, angry and lethargic right and, yeah, but yeah. then you get caught in that loop yeah. and you end up sat on the couch doing yeah. nothing you can't yeah. figure out why you're getting fatter why you're getting angrier and why you're getting more tired it's 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 horrific man and at the end of the day um it's it keeps it just keeps it it keeps everyone lost which is the the real shame of it right like it and i don't know how 
Well, I actually think music saved me originally like that because to be um, where I wanted to be as a musician, I had to improve my health. I literally just had to. I mean, it was a life and death situation as well with my stomach. <clears throat> but um, but to be able to sing and to be able to be well enough to compose and to do the things I wanted to do in music, I just had to be healthy. So um, understanding my nutrition was just paramount. It just became paramount. And all of all of my understanding about the stomach and then the gut and then how it's, it all comes down to the cells. It all, it literally all comes down to the cells. And that's where I started to learn about insulin resistance. And, um, and then my dad got diabetes as well. So that, mm. that really helped me understand, you know, the problem of insulin resistance and how it's all about carbs and sugar and how that, that is the poison that is literally, you know, this um, reactive oxidization is, is what breaks down the cells and the cells can't, they can't absorb. And so, you know, and, and this, essentially this is where, or you get all these defects and it, it affects everyone differently. Some people just put on weight. I was lucky in a way that it, it affected my stomach. It affected my nose. It affected all of these things. And I'm, and I'm realizing, Holy shit. Like I'm actually developing tumors. Like my stomach was a tumor. My no, I, I got these nasal polyps, which are tumors. Right. And, and, and what's a tumor. It's literally, it's a buildup of abnormal cells that, that haven't been, flushed out properly because i keep fucking eating and i keep eating the wrong thing and so even if i was eating the right thing it would be a bit better but because i mean the wrong thing it's it's like it's all exacerbated um and understanding that actually consistently eating is actually one of the worst things you can do even if you were eating, and this is what I realized about my mom too, because she was actually already fasting quite a lot, even though she was eating shit. Um, she was actually fasting really regularly. And I think that's what has saved her for so many years as well. So the, the fasting process is incredible, man. It, it is the savior, I think, that will... I think as, as Bitcoiners, we're going to keep, we're going to really get into this because there's so many amazing properties. It, it, it literally regrows your brain. Like, like there's, there's, um, so there's a hippocampus and the, the, um, the cell, uh, the um, stem, sorry, the brain stem, and they're responsible for, for your memory. And you literally grow new brain cells in these areas when you fast, because all of these things, all of these processes get turned on when you stop eating, because the body then is told, oh, wow, we have to protect everything. So all these antioxidants are released, like um, uh, zinc and vitamin E, 
even vitamins, vitamin D gets released, right? And in that process, um, all of your organs start to start to regenerate. They start to literally get protected and start to regenerate. So you go through this process of autophagy. I, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it, it literally means autophagy. So it's auto is in self, phagy is in eating. So you you're you're you re, you're you're actually recycling old cells. And you're 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 bringing into birth new cells. So it's it is it is the anti-aging property you you line the gut with new um microbes you you generate new skin cells you 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 literally you 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 re-architect your mitochondria which is the energy burning system in in your in your cells right so autophagy is just it's gold dust man on top of that, right, you, you, you stimulate stem cells, which is literally, you know, what, what, what hormones are built from. So you, you ignite what, um, what's called um, human growth, growth hormone, which we're all like, you know, all these scientists, oh, we've, we've, got, we've got the technique to, you know, stimulate human growth hormone, which is, is literally, um, um giving birth to new cells and on, and then on top of that you've got like um anti-inflammatory properties of because when you when, every time you eat you're creating a, an inflammationary response and in, an inf, like literally the body is inflaming to to digest that food so when you stop eating you literally start a process of uh, of reducing that inflammation and that is what, see, see the beauty of um, autophagy is it gets rid of the dead cells and they tend to be the abnormal cells that congregate to create cancer. So literally um, the process of, of fasting is, is anti-cancer, directly anti-cancer. It's, 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 it's a phenomenal, and Again, why why don't we know about this? Because it doesn't fucking make anyone any money. It's just, it's the fiat mindset right there. Like, you know, uh, how many how many things have we missed out on because it doesn't make some idiot rich? It, it, so, so some dude, you know, like Rockefeller or whoever it's been, has just squashed this amazing idea. This you know, this brilliant hum, human saving thing um, at the detriment of everyone, just because he wants to keep lining his pockets, um, pushing his drug or pushing his, you know, I mean, industry of, I mean, whatever it is from cars to, I don't know. It's just, it's, it, man. Well, in, in this in this example, pharmaceuticals and uh, and food, right? So right, right. you keep as long as you can keep selling your cheap, shitty grains and your weed oils and everything else that you can produce on mass and yeah. sell at very high juicy margin, or you know ha keep control of it, keep that uh, supply completely locked up if you want, and create scarcity and then dump it on the market and ride all of this up and down. 
And then at the same time, with that shit being pushed on you, uh, it's making them a lot of money. It's making people sick. So then the pharmaceutical industry steps in and says, it's okay, we got the cure for that, pal. Just take this drug for the next 30 years or die. And, um, you know, like like you're saying, if if you're fasting, that that could literally cut down so many cancers. That's bad for business, brother. And we know how big the... uh, um, what's it called? Uh, chemotherapy industry is, don't we? I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal, man, how much they're raking in from that stuff. Nobody needs anybody to find a cure for cancer anytime quick. No. <laughs> no. Well, and, and what are we waiting for? A cancer for type 2 diabetes, or are we looking for a type 3 diabetes to start you know, throwing more drugs into the fire and put more drugs in people? From the ages of God knows how young people are getting oh, now di- yeah. diagnosed. Diagnosed. It's crazy. It's it's just like people and and parents just seem to think this is okay. My my 18, 19 year old kids got some kind of brain cancer or something. And oh bad luck, man. Like, dude, like what? Like, I mean, I I, you know. All, all I can think of is that, you know, they, they, they somehow have, and I've heard friends say this a lot, actually. Well, it's just a matter of time, man. We're all going to get cancer. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's yeah. becoming a freaking like yep. ideology. Or a heart attack. Or a heart attack. Normalized. It's like, just, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what, whatever happened? Would, Whatever happened to passing away peacefully in your sleep uh, as your, your body was finally atrophied and without Alzheimer's and without any of this other bullshit, like, you know, but now, no, it's like the big three. This is what boomers are staring down and they're totally expecting it. It's like, well, I'm either going to go from Alzheimer's and lose my shit and then I won't know anyway. So, you know, that's what, and, uh, oh, well, you started forgetting everything anyway. Like big joke. You're like, what? Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, this is like, do you know how serious that is? That's just so bad or a heart attack or it's going to be cancer. And, you know, that's all fine with me. Like, no, it can't be like, this doesn't make any fucking sense at all in, in a day and age where we're supposed to be the most medically advanced society we've ever had. Like, you know, average ages are, are dropping through the floor. Yeah. And you're like, guys, there's a yeah. problem. And the problem is the food. And the base of that food is generally the sugar or the grains that's going into it. Or, or now the oils, as we know as well. Yeah, and I mean, so when, when you break your fast, what do you, what do you, how do you do it? Are you like, yeah. um, like a one meal a day kind of guy or one every three days or you mix it around? Uh, we, we, yeah. You told us about the Yoda shakes. Yeah, uh, yeah, which, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so um, I was intermittent fasting for maybe two years and I became fat adapted through that process because I was, I, was, I was on a strict keto, keto diet. So basically zero carb, just carb from like, you know, lettuce or whatever, whatever vegetable I was eating, which was really low carb cauliflower broccoli stuff like that so maintaining that enabled me to be fat adapted which then enabled me to feel like fasting was actually really easy 
fat adapted means what? So fat adapted means basically your body is running off fat reserves, right? And 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 the fat that's already reserved in your mitochondria or in your cell, um, as opposed to running on carbohydrate, mm-hmm. which is constantly being replenished, right? So if if your body if your body doesn't recognize the difference, then you're going to find it really hard to fast. You're just going to be like literally like feeling these hunger pains all day long and it's just it's it's horrific i mean you can get away with it but to make it a long term like three days plus a prolonged fast um you really need to be fat adapted it's it's way more it it's like it's like the difference between running on petrol Mm. and jet fuel like like running on fat is the fuel that you need to be running on and that's the stored fat in your body so like the the way i understand it is because we've been tricked into eating all of these carbs all of our lives exactly and our bodies literally cannot break them down and they don't know what to do with them they store them as fat this fat can be stored either in very obvious places it it, (laughs) it gets people around the gut obviously around the thighs generally for um more more in women for men it can um like uh, gather around uh yeah the face the neck the the shoulders that's what i found when when i when i kicked all the carbs and the sugar all of a sudden like this weight was dropping off me that i i didn't know was you know there yeah there yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. um but the yeah uh, yeah, the 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 really worrying stuff is the visceral fat that starts collecting yeah. around your organs organs exactly. which you have no idea is there no and you will have no idea in the, unless you get no. some kind of body scan yeah. Uh, yeah and that's of course that's where these um cancerous yeah. cells can start growing yeah. um yeah. around these organs whether organs. that's your liver your kidney yeah. uh, you know yeah bile yeah. duct heart whatever yeah 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 it's fucked up shit so it's, when you get into um, ketosis, let's say you kick all this yeah, shit, uh, yeah. and then your body's like, "Well, I've got nothing to run on immediately." Yeah. It starts going to the stores, uh, that, it. and it will take the visceral fat hopefully first, but you don't know where it's going to take it from. Yeah, and that's yeah. Your, eventually, yeah. yeah, eventually it it just it starts running properly. You know, it starts running off the the stores. Because we we store like something like forty kilojoules, forty thousand kilojoules of fat, whereas I think it's like I don't know three or f- I think it's five kilojoules of of carb that we can store at any one time. So it's really obvious that we're meant to run off fat. Mm. Um, the 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 problem is is that again this is fiat mentality. Um, you know, we put on this weight and we want to get rid of it quickly. So what do we do? Well, we need to, we need to exercise, you know, because that's going to get rid of it. And so what do you need to exercise? Well, you need to eat carb because as soon as you start exercising above about, you know, 120 BPMs, your body starts into this, um, anaerobic exercise instead of aerobic exercise. Um, and so you're starting to use oxygen because you need the oxygen to fuel um, your your burning, and 
and you're just burning carb. It's a fucking waste of time. Whereas you could just go for a walk and stay under the 20, 120 and you'd be perfectly burning fat properly um, um, in a really healthy way. You don't have to, you know, buggy your limbs trying to run freaking 10 Ks. Um, but or put, put undue stress on the heart either, because if you exactly. haven't, if you haven't exactly. exercised for a long time exactly. and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to start running. It's like, yeah, all right, mate. There's going to be a reason. There's going to be a reason you're at 180 BPM within yeah. three minutes. It's because yeah. your heart's fucking like not ready for it. So just go for a walk. Just like cut the carbs, cut the sugar, and go for a walk each day. And like and lots of water, right? I believe. Um, you know, to to keep your your something in your stomach. It's like almost tricking your stomach into thinking it's not empty. Uh, I mean, I, um electrolytes are even more important than water actually mm -hmm. yeah, yeah how'd you get those so electrolytes through potassium um magnesium phosphorus they're, they're what actually tell the cell to open up so with without those your cell isn't it's just not functioning at all but um electrolytes will literally keep your brain um active while you're fasting so how do you find those electrolytes? So salt. Um, mm -hmm. um, I do it with, with the um, um, creme of tartar because mm -hmm. that's basically just potassium. But you can buy electrolytes straight up as well. Okay. Um, it's not, like, they're not uh, like a gimmick kind of um, drink, you know, like you get sold no. all of these. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's something here, I don't know if it's worldwide, called HEPA water, which... Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. I've right. heard of that. I've yeah. heard that's like a distilled... Is it distilled water or some kind of... Yeah, apparently with um, potassium and magnesium inside, I think. I'd have to check with my wife. She's been looking into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and using it. Um, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. So when you do break this fast, what are you breaking yeah. into? What are you, what are you cooking up? What, so you know, I... I go straight up beef, man. Straight up the best quality beef. I have just um just enough um uh, like of of that to be absorbed. But I don't have a big meal because if I've been like depending on how long I've been fasting, but recently I've been fasting the longest fast I've been for recently is about seven days. Mm -hmm. Um but, and that's zero food, but you'll use that spirula, uh, spirulina, 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 exactly. Yeah, right. Spirulina. So after about day four, I I have spirulina just to mm -hmm. keep my mind a little bit, but also so I don't get muscle atrophy, basically. Because mm -hmm. if I had like, well, I've been doing it basically for the nasal polyps to reduce mm -hmm. inflammation, which has been working perfectly. Um, but because I'm not, you know, literally trying to get rid of cancer after about day four, day five, I'll start with the spirulina just to, and that kind of eases me back in to, uh, to regular food as well. So I'll do um, about a hundred to 200 grams of just raw mince, not raw, so I mean, more just, just mince, um, with 
a little, you know, some kind of vegetable, um, maybe just straight up on lettuce leaves or something. Um, so you'll just um, like fry that off quickly in some butter or something or? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, cool. not too much fat to, for the first mm-hmm. initial, because I want to get an injection of protein basically. Right. Um, I'll have, I'll have like maybe a bit of coffee with that or um, loads of, loads of salt with that as well. Just to, um, just for the whole digestive process to get used to food again. And you go with a hot Himalayan rock salt rather than a sea salt because the rock salt has more minerals in it. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yep. Um, you, it, it's a good idea to, if, if you want to maintain muscle as well as to have a little bit of carbohydrate with that. So, um, you know, it, it just, it feeds, it apparently feeds the cells in a, in a more direct way to have a bit of carb with that, um, which you can get from, you know, a tomato or whatever. It can be any kind of other vegetable, really. Would you go with a potato? You could go with a potato. You could go with a potato. But, you know, you wouldn't want to, it's just a little bit, no more mm. than like 30, 40 grams, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But the first meal, first meal after a fast is always really small. Mm-hmm um wait an hour and then have a proper meal and that that's when i'd have like you know proper fat and proper protein but that initial first meal is always small yeah so how do you handle like social events then because yeah yeah. we uh we we ended up having a a dinner after the bedford game yep yeah and (laughs) yeah it was interesting to see it was interesting yeah. to see how you managed that because there we were in an Indian curry house and everybody yeah. had a few beers. We were all damn hungry. Yeah. And out would come in the naan breads and the guys were all in the rice and stuff. And yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, how yeah. do you when you're in that situation, you yeah. you want to be there, you want to be part of it, you want to be yeah. part of the conversation, but you also don't want to be the spare prick at the <laughs> wedding. But uh <laughs> like, yeah, you know. So what do you do in those kind of situations? How can you help people kind of uh, hack? Yeah, I think, I think the best thing to do is um, be aware that it's not going to be all your way, right? So, and this is why I think fasting is something to offset what, what you know, you know, the social environment is just too much for anyone. I, I don't think, you know, you can just say, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna flat out reject this situation. And, and it's okay, right? Because I think with tools like fasting and keto um, uh, that you can do on your own outside of the social situation, you can actually um, really mitigate all of your problems outside of that. And then when it comes to the social situation, you're like, well, if I had a bit, if I have a bit of rice or if I have a, I don't know, some chips or some shit, it, it's just a little bit. And Mm. that's the other key thing as well. Just have a little bit and it's not the end of the world. As long as you order, you know, your basic of protein, and your basic of a healthy drink or whatever, you're not 
you know, you're not compromising too much by just having, you know, and, and, and there are ways you can do it, right? If you, if yeah. you're, if you're invited out for dinner, you can steer it. It's like, yeah, yeah. can we please go for a steak somewhere? Yeah. And then just you order know? the steak or like yeah. you, I remember you ordered the, this is the beauty of a, an Indian restaurant. Indian. You can just Indian. order the, the tandoori chicken. Yeah. Like on the kebab, right? Not in any sauce. Can yeah. you just literally please straight out the tandoor? Thank you very yeah. much. That's all yeah. I need. Yeah. And you can, and, and, and because you've, you know, you've worked on things outside of that, the social situation, um, you know, you, I, I, I'm, now I'm completely okay with just a bit of meat. And, I, and as long as no one's sort of, hey, man, have a beer or have a this, you know, um, it's all pretty cool. But it's a process, man. It, it really is. Like, have you knocked alcohol on the head completely as well? You've managed to do yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I've never, I've never drunk. So, oh, really? I, okay. No. So yeah, easy. No, <laughs> it was really, um, yeah, I not even have, a tinny, mate. A Foster's? Have... <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on, Blue. Come on, Digger. Get one down, yeah. <laughs> I suffered, man, as a kid. Oh, as a kid, man, I tried so hard to, to, to down that stuff. And it just, it just came up every time. I couldn't. It just wouldn't stay down. Um, what is interesting, though, is that I spent a bit of time in France. Uh, I, I remember you guys are in Salah. Yeah. It's, um, and I discovered pastis there. Yes. And I freaking love that stuff. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I absolutely hammered one night there <laughs> because it's so easy to drink and you don't get a hangover. It's, it's, it's pure stuff. And so, and same in, in Mexico, you know, I can have like a tequila, right? It's pure, pure stuff. So no wonder, um, what's his name? Tone, Tone Vase, he's just yep. always, and people wonder how the hell does he do it? But I think it's because he drinks pure, right. pure tequila. So and he's got a good tolerance for alcohol, you can tell. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, if you're drinking healthy stuff, it's probably not such a big problem, mate. It's um, very, very interesting stuff. I'm gonna have to uh, give it a try. I've tried before. I've I've managed like uh, a couple of days, yeah, doing doing the fasting stuff. Um, oh man, yeah, it's it's difficult though when you're a family of six. Oh, dude, oh, dude, it's. I yeah. It's like you, you cook dinner for everyone else, and like you know. You, yeah. But no, we're we're we're, we're more careful than um than most, I think, with with what we are cooking, and we're we're lucky enough that we can so source good local good yeah. fruits, vegetables, very very good local meat. Um, we've yeah. even grown a few of our own vegetables and stuff, so we've yeah. got all that good stuff going on. Right, let, yeah. let's let's touch on your film documentary, and then I think we'll probably have oh, to yeah. start wrapping it up. We've been going about an hour sure. and a half already uh what's the project how how can people uh see it when are we going to learn about it uh, i know you i know you were part of the uh the first round of the geyser grant program and you've received some Incredible. sats uh obviously it's not making anybody rich but there, there's, there's oh, some man. sats sent your way to to help keep you nailed to the project because people want to see what's going on so yeah tell us all about it 100 percent, man um Thanks. Thank you guys. Uh, those sats are going to get me to El Salvador, by the way. Mm. Um, 
yeah, where I'm 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 playing in El Salvador, man, adopting wow. Bitcoin. That's gonna be freaking awesome. That's um, excellent to hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so the film was born a little while ago now. Um I can't remember, 2019, something, or maybe even 2018. And it was kind of shelved for a while because um, it was basically just three of us, a producer, a director, and me. And we were, we were already making films together. And um, the producer just sort of turned around and said, hey, why don't we make a film about Rog? You know, he's this weird musician dude is into Bitcoin. And I, I, I was <laughs> <laughs> like the perfect the perfect sort of wacky film idea you know of this wacky dude so that's in a way what they kind of thought of me at the time and they still you know i i, I the, so the film director his name's emmanuel he's really come around to bitcoin um which is great and <clears throat> that's really now informed the whole film so that's that's exceptional it's still kind of essentially a, a, a documentary about me um, and how I've sort of had this journey of self-discovery really and, and understanding that I've been trying to work out who I am through music and in a way um, trying to fit into what I thought was a musician actually actually enabled me to see that that really wasn't me and then led me to dis to discovering Bitcoin and then Bitcoin actually led me to discovering myself. So it's a, it's, it's been a constant process of opening and unveiling and, and yeah, this awareness that keeps arising. And I think this keeps happening with Bitcoin as well. That's why it's really important to try to get this message across in the film, which actually isn't finished yet as well. We've still got about half of it to film then. So it's a, it's an ongoing thing and where it's going to end up, no one knows really, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, I, it's a journey that's just getting better and better and it's becoming more and more relevant. And it's, it's, it, it's a self-fulfilling journey and a self-fulfilling concept that um, is definitely informed by Bitcoin and, and all the, you know, all of the story, all of the mythology around Bitcoin and, and the mythology that really we, we live ourselves and that we are constantly searching for ourselves i mean satoshi just embodies mythology so perfectly from the hero journey to this sort of david versus goliath sort of myth and then the the sacrificial myth and and then the the alchemical myths i mean that that birth within you of of something um pure but like something the purification that bitcoin is it it literally transforms you from i mean from your base 
material to that of 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 gold right like i mean it's 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 the purification process is literally <clears throat> it's literally the elixir of of life it's a philosopher's stone and man i'm trying you know i try to comprehend how to convey what it is that the gravity um of what it is of bitcoin every day i i i i just embrace that that message um and i and i'm trying to i'm trying to bring it across in my music i'm trying to bring it across in this film and you know it's a it's a constant um it's a constant love affair man i'm i didn't tell you man i'm i'm um i'm starting a podcast with nozomi hayes mm -hmm. um amazing oh it's gonna be we're gonna call it bitcoin is love you know love it. <laughs> uh, it's just like you know max and stacy that we were so you know in love with those guys and I think it just it we you know she's been wanting to do one for so long and and I've been wanting to do one and um yeah we just we started chatting and bang it's just like we got to do this man that's so, great to hear yeah, will you be able yeah. to, will you be able to get any filming done as well in El Salvador is that uh, part of the plan or is that oh, a stretch man. too far I I you know I hadn't even thought of that man that 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 sounds really fucking cool. <laughs> of course, right? Like, I mean, what, yeah, that, I mean, what, a, what a great part of the story. Like, you know, as he starts to make it, he boards the plane to like uh, the land of Bitcoin for the, the pilgrimage. Yeah. To, the pilgrimage. Yeah. The pilgrimage. As, it's going to be on. the spinal tap version of our little niche, isn't it? Like, it's going <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, dude, no, I, I, um, I've I've just so much um, to I don't know be grateful for man I can't the community the love the I mean you know every time we go to these events we're just surrounded with this community this you know I was just at in Austin and um, you know Jeff Booth and Svetsky and um, James, James Lavish, just le legends, man. These people, um, Eric, Eric Kaysen, you know, mm -hmm. like I just been in love with that dude. And there he is. I'm sitting next to him at, 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 we're having steak and we're just like, we're just, you know, talking about Star Wars and we're totally fucking orgasming over each other. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> dude, like, <laughs> you know like we're 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 and i was saying to him you know because he goes off on you know and i and i and i felt i'm just gonna say this to him man like we're we're like we're we're jedis right like we're we're the we're the chosen i don't know i don't like to use that word because we're all chosen but we're the aware ones now we're the somehow the enlightened ones that recognize the power that we have this transformational power that is actually going to, you know, proliferate around the world. And it's, it's a story that is, is a story we're all familiar with, but it's, it's our story and it's, it's our individual stories. And we're all, 
Jedi's in that way that we're all we're all gods in this way and we're all searching and finding each other now and that's that's it's like you know the phoenix did you ever see uh g-force and the like we're all coming together in g-force no i didn't i don't think i've seen that one okay Uh, it's this it's this really old cartoon it's again um an anime from japan and it's it's ironic in a way that satoshi the name is japanese as well like i mean i think there's so much mythology in in japan i i want to go through all that with nozomi i mean it's just going to be it's going to be really cool um mate can i switch gears one because i i had this written down i absolutely 100 percent wanted to ask you about this because you blew my mind when we're at the bedford game and you had these weird ass glasses on and i was thinking oh yeah 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 I was thinking to myself, yeah, you know, Roger's pretty out there, like uh, whatever, like you know, it's. Um... <laughs> but I had to ask, yeah. and I asked you, and I'm like, dude, what's up with the glasses, which were solid plastic, dark lenses, uh, not dark, just plastic, solid plastic, no, no glass, with yeah. the tiny little holes in, and you were like, oh mate, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm exercising my eyes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm repairing my eyes, and you then you blew my mind for about five minutes, telling me what you were doing. So, pinhole yeah. glasses, what are they called? Yeah. And then um, tell tell everybody about how you fell down this rabbit hole and how you've managed to start fixing your sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was wearing pinhole glasses, which um, just they 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 kind of help me at the moment because I've I've stopped wearing glasses, and I did that through a process. Um, yeah. But what age were you told you needed to wear glasses? Like the optician said, yo, you need, here's your prescription. So it's really interesting because I've got a twin brother uh-huh. and he started wearing glasses at the age of about 14. Right. But I just didn't know that I needed glasses, but I actually needed them, but I didn't start wearing them until I was 23. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, have a problem but i like as in i did have a problem but it wasn't probably as bad but um ever since 23 my my eyes sort of as they do because you keep going to the optometrist they keep making the lenses stronger so your eyes get weaker which is a great money spinner by the way it's worth about a hundred billion so that industry ain't going anywhere um and basically your eyes just get worse and worse worse and worse and it's basically really simple you've got you've got this this eyeball which is um it elongates and it 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 um it changes in dimension they call it the axial um length and you've got these muscles at the front of the eyeball which um basically tighten the lens and uh, there's muscles called ciliary muscles. And basically every time you go to the optometrist, they give you these, this, 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 um, this uh, stronger uh, prescription. prescription lens, yeah. Which basically weakens these muscles and they, mm-hmm. they start to get looser. And, and as they get looser, the, um, the retina at the back here 
it it gets a, a more foggy vision because the mm. the the distance gets too big right so basically um the the optometry industry works by just giving you a quick fix with 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 this lens right who would have guessed it who would have guessed it all you need to do is activate you need to stimulate these ciliary muscles and to do that you basically need to reduce your diopter not increase your diopter um for for um, myopia and bit by bit you you do a, a technique called reduced lens technique which means every time you reduce your lenses your 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 focus or your um what they call your diopter bubble or your um what's it called um ah, there's a word for it but anyway um you're you're engaging those muscles more and more they get stronger and stronger and so eventually you're focusing much better because the eyeball is literally kind of shrinking a little bit every time what and, was crazy you you handed me the glasses and i put them on mm. and you were like wait wait are your eyes fine i'm like yeah I, I, they're, they're fine yeah that so you don't have to wear glasses i'm like no not yet and you said well that's not this isn't going to make any difference to you then this is pointless you putting these glasses on so then my wife tried them on and she has um she wears glasses myopia yeah and she could see perfectly across the pitch and the players she's like what the yeah. hell yeah. this is nuts and yeah yeah all it yeah. is is literally tiny little pinpoint holes throughout the glasses it's like a pair of ray-bans solid plastic with holes drilled in it's a it, it so the pinhole thing gives you an idea of just how you're wearing you're wearing glasses that are literally a crutch and that crutch it just it it, it enables you to to do something that actually your eyes um it's like it's a cop out for your eyes really mm. but um the, the pinhole thing it just it just enables you to do to, to enables me to do things a little bit easier now but actually the process of <clears throat> sorry um the process of reduced lens therapy reduced lens technique um is is more about getting um smaller and smaller uh lens strength it's like a workout so, for your eyes basically that those exactly. tiny muscles on your lens they're they're contracting and yep. exercising themselves making themselves stronger and you're redefining yep. the shape of your eye yep. rather than just put on the lenses and off and, you go quick yep, fix yeah yep. but how no did you makes... fall into that rabbit hole how, how on so, earth did you le learn about that because i'd never seen it or learn i mean i, yeah, I guess yeah. i've never had a need but yeah, it's yeah, out there yeah. i guess this information yeah. yeah a guy called jake steiner he um he has a website called end myopia hmm. and uh, i did a podcast with him the other day actually did you he's, he's a freaking bitcoiner no um, yeah insane insane um top guy top guy and he um he's developed you know all these techniques he's done all the research 10 years he's put into all this stuff and of course, you know, completely 
dis disregarded by the industry obviously he's just this yep of course <laughs> you can't go against a hundred billion dollar industry like How no you, you you'll be cancelled very absolutely. very quickly absolutely absolutely and that's yeah so he just you know he's just this maverick solo dude that just country hops you know from town to town and he um he just helps people out where he can and that's it he just got this website and myopia i'm and, gonna check um, it out and yeah, he's uh, great man yeah yeah i'll give you the details yeah he's great yeah i'm looking he's at great. it right now very easy to find endmyopia.com yep all right cool okay yeah. mate well let's wind it up with the, the last question if you had one last orange pill to give to somebody who would yeah. you give it to and why wow one last orange pill yeah yeah um um hmm. i mean it, it would it would obviously be somebody younger because i do feel a little worried that maybe the youth um might not get it you know i i've got loads of younger friends who they're not they, they, don't, they don't give a shit like it's just there's yeah. nothing in it for them so i do worry that holy shit a young people are not going to get it so there'll be a toss-up between a, a young person and my dad because right. my my dad freaking thinks i'm absolutely I, I've, I've joined a cult i've lost my mind and he just he 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 thinks i'm completely hypnotized man mm -hmm. um and it's a real shame i like he's losing so many aspects of his life and um but that's you know that's his life and it's his choice and so I would, I would probably choose the youth, um, but I, I have a, um, Greta Thunberg, Greta, Greta. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've called her, I've called her out so many times, like orange pill her and, uh, yeah. you know, then all of a sudden the narrative changes. Yeah. Oh, Bitcoin yeah. mining is good for the environment. The planet's not going to fall out of the sky and yeah. all you guys need to get on Bitcoin. What a great pill! It, uh, <laughs> it would be. It would be really. It'd be great. It's it'd like really every sixteen-year-old down. Yeah. It, yeah, it'd be but so. It would be so fun. And whoever her puppet masters are would be really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're out there, man. They're just in the shadows. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You're in a safe space here, Rog. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know what they're doing uh yeah it's um like you yeah, say yeah. There, there are no conspiracy theories just just spoiler alerts at this stage just just spoiler alerts yeah, yeah. all right man well this has been yeah, a great man. rip it's been awesome yeah. getting to know you i look forward to seeing you in silverstone and i will try and get you in touch with the guys in amsterdam as well we'll see if there's anything to be done there uh, oh, so brilliant, man. Brilliant. if there's any shout outs that you need to Put out there go go ahead and do it otherwise how do you think is the best way for people to get hold of you yeah um well shout out to geyser to begin with um amazing dudes there shout out to start nine 
um, sovereignty, computing. Love those guys, Matt, mechanic, all those guys. Um, Mechanic's a crazy, crazy musician, man. Like, oh you, man, you gotta I, get, you gotta get jamming. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm here. He's helped me so much, man, with um, Embassy, and I love that dude. Absolutely love him. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to. Um, who else do I want to shout out? I mean, you, man, like the, I, <laughs> I had no kind. idea, <laughs> dude, um, Joe, I mean, look, every, you know, Bitcoin, the UK Bitcoin master, what a legend. Um, yeah, look, I mean, Twitter's, you know, I mean, I think we're, we're all just coming together and particularly in the UK now, man, I just, I feel like, you know, it's been a long time coming, so it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride, man. It's gonna be a wild ride. I'm really looking forward. Um, yeah, Roger nine thousand, Roger underscore underscore nine thousand on Twitter, but just Roger Roger nine thousand dot com. There's a lot of stuff there. I'll get I'll get chocolate. So I'm gonna call it um, bit chop rocks, man. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> with some nice uh lightning lightning symbols oh mate that'd be awesome bitch off rocks yeah bring bring some along to silverstone start selling will, them. get some along out to el salvador those guys love it out there oh yeah 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 are you gonna be at uh edinburgh no i'm gonna be in Prague that weekend in Prague. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. all right brother well speak awesome, again man. soon man and i look forward to catching up in real life again 100 percent hundred percent thank you for this no problem take care all right brother. see you hey guys thank you so much for listening and thanks again roger for coming on and everything you're doing in the space love you man love the music that you are putting out there keeping the memes alive in the words of samuel and um yeah i i just can't wait to see you live again in front of more people and see the reaction from from the other guys in the crowd uh, youtube does not do you justice brother it's got to be seen live but we'll get there we'll get you in front of as many people as we can and yeah <laughs> it's such a great show <laughs> anyway uh if anybody wants to reach out to roger you know where to find him now find him on twitter and uh check out geyser as well see if he's got his project up there you might be able to throw him some sats or even help him out on his film documentary journey and go shake his hand at any one of these events that you're going to see him at and introduce yourself find out more from him truly interesting character now before we close down the show uh just another shout out for the show sponsors and my journey into coin joining which is uh being done courtesy of wasabi wasabiwallet.io as I said at the beginning of the show, Max has helped me down this little rabbit hole. It's been an enjoyable process so far. Uh, it's not without its barriers to entry, of course. But it is as simple as downloading the, the software from wasabiwallet.io and creating a wallet, creating a receiving address and sending across a transaction and waiting for the magic to happen. I urge you to try it. If you hate it, just send it back to your wallet and don't do it again. Maybe coin joining isn't for you. Or go check out another service. 
it's a free market but it's a journey i've been on and i wanted to share with you guys and a big shout out to max for for helping me understand and please be stacking always be stacking swan bitcoin can help you swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten gets you a free 10 bucks go set up your own affiliate code with these guys and with relay as well r-e-l-a-i.ch both companies offer private where you can speak to somebody on the end of the phone if you've got a big balance of fiat that you want to exchange into satoshis they've got you covered coin corner they also have you covered and they've got the bolt card they're lightning enabled so you can use that at merchants that accept bitcoin shift crypto have got you covered as a signing device bitbox 02 bitcoin only edition and consensus network have all the books you're going to need to gift to your friends and family and ungovernable misfits they've got the merch good job with max and mr crown all these links are in the show notes Go check out a conference. You know what's coming up. Amsterdam, Prague, and Pacific Bitcoin on the west coast of the US. I hope to see you at some of those. Take care, guys. I look forward to the next show.